On today's show, we have a few things to talk about. First up, we'll talk about plagiarized fan fi- Sorry, I, my phone just pinged and I need to see what happened. What? That's it. Scrap it. We're moving to a different topic. Let's go. Commercial. Hi, I'm Joel Garcia. Welcome to the Pop Culture Shuffle. On today's show, we have a couple of things to talk about. First up, we're ditching the topic we were going to talk about originally, and instead focus on an upcoming new show from Hulu. And finally, my review of the final episode of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But first, let me tell you a story. On March 31st, 2014, I, alongside 13 million other people, watched the series finale of How I Met Your Mother. And after a long and tedious season where we're waiting to see the moment that Ted meets the mother, it finally happened. And then not five minutes later, she died off screen and he went to Robin. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, How I Met Your Mother was a CVS sitcom that ran for nine years, centering on the adventures of Ted Mosby and his four best friends, Marshall, Robin, Lily, and Barney. And the show was told essentially as a narrative flashback, with a future version of Ted, voiced by Bob Saget, telling his kids in the future how he met their mother. But rather than say, you know, getting to the point of how he met their mother, he instead gives a long narrative about how he eventually meets their mother, which essentially takes around 208 episodes. And by the end of it, he meets the mother, but then she dies off screen. And eventually we find out he's been saying all of this just so he can get his kid's permission to date on Robin. Now I will say this about How I Met Your Mother. I did not watch the entire series when it aired. For the most part, I began watching it, stopped after a while, but then later on I managed to get back into it when I found out, oh good, they'll finally reveal who the mother is. And eventually they did, but then season 9 happened. Season 9 was terrible, essentially recapping an entire weekend throughout 22 half-hour episodes. And then the final episode skips straight to the future. And you wanna know how frustrating it was to watch that season? We waited all this season to see Robin and Barney get married, and then within the first commercial break, they're divorced. What the f***? The entire finale was so bad, it just made the show unwatchable. Sure, you can start watching How I Met Your Mother and think, this is a great show. But by the end of it, you'll be asking yourself, what the f*** was I thinking? The entire premise is basically Ted Mosby telling his kids how I settled for your mother. And it honestly just feels like a middle finger to everything that happened. And admittedly, there is a good reason why that happened. Because the show was written long in advance, especially the flashbacks with the kids. For example, one of the two kids, Luke Mosby, was played by David Henry, who most people might recognize now for Wizards of Waverly Place. And in fact, he worked on How I Met Your Mother before going to Wizards of Waverly Place, meaning that the footage they used of him in the finale was shot either before or at the start of Wizards of Waverly Place, which was around 2006 or 7. Now why am I bringing this up? Well, it's because of a recent announcement I heard from Hulu. 
It was recently announced that Hilary Duff, of Lizzie McGuire fame, is working on a new show for Hulu called How I Met Your Father. Now, for those of you who watched How I Met Your Mother and heard the news as the show was ending, there were reports of there being a sequel series called How I Met Your Dad, which would have been on CBS, created by the same people that worked on How I Met Your Mother, and essentially follow a different group of characters. With the only major difference, based on what was released early on, being that it was about meeting the father, not the mother. Now, of course, that spinoff never came to CBS, with most people blaming How I Met Your Mother's series finale, dividing fans, and essentially making the show a bit poisonous to watch. And I would have to agree, since I've never watched a rerun of How I Met Your Mother since the finale. It's become that toxic. If you want a good example of how bad that finale was, it'll be like if over on the Friends series finale, Rachel never left that plane and just went to France. The end. Now, from what has been reported about How I Met Your Father, the new name for the spinoff, the show will center around Sophie, played by Duff, telling her son how she met his father. And similar to how How I Met Your Mother essentially took place in 2005 in the flashbacks, How I Met Your Father will take place in 2021. While the original show aired on CBS, this spinoff will air on Hulu, because, of course, How I Met Your Mother was produced originally by 20th Century Fox Television, which is now owned by Disney. Now, as we've talked about before on this podcast, Hilary Duff was supposed to work on another show, which has angered a lot of fans. For those of you who don't recall, she was originally working on a Lizzie McGuire sequel series that was supposed to stream on Disney+. Plus. In fact, it was promoted during last year's Super Bowl as one of the many things that were coming to the service. Now, of course, the pandemic impacted that, but Lizzie McGuire was one of the shows that was impacted for a different reason. Whereas shows such as WandaVision, Loki, and Falcon and Winter Soldier were all impacted because of the COVID-19 pandemic, Lizzie McGuire crashed and burned because Disney wanted to take it in a similar family-friendly route, similar to, say, Raven's Home, presumably, whereas Hilary Duff wanted to take it in a more mature route, essentially show Lizzie McGuire struggling in the real world. And in the end, the show was cancelled after only two episodes. That will never be made available in any format, aside from maybe recutting them into a movie. Now at this point, if you're a fan of How I Met Your Mother, you might be divided about the idea of a spin-off series. Since of course, it might end the exact same way. Now hopefully, being on Hulu, it won't have that problem, since of course, the show is scheduled for only 10 episodes, so it won't have the same dragged out narrative, and based on how Hulu apparently ordered only 10 episodes, it might just be a one and done, where those 10 episodes consist of the entire series, and that's it. All I will say about How I Met Your Father is, I have really low expectations for it. I have nothing against Hilary Duff. I'm just not hopeful that this show will be good. How I Met Your Mother, and on such a terrible note, it makes the series in retrospect unwatchable. And the sad thing is that there were a lot of good episodes of How I Met Your Mother, but in the end, the series is overall ruined by that finale. Now the only other thing to note about How I Met Your Father is that the show, as it is a Hulu original, will presumably be streaming internationally on Disney Star, the international equivalent of Hulu. How I Met Your Father is coming soon to Hulu.
The complete original run of how I settled the complete original run of how I met your mother is available to stream on Hulu. If you're wondering when we're going to talk about fanfiction plagiarism, we'll do that next week. But before we wrap up the show, let's get to my review of the final episode of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. There will be spoilers. Well, after six episodes, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier ends on a triumphant note. Now, some might see it not as triumphant because, admittedly, not that much happens in this episode. The finale, One World, One People, is technically a few minutes shorter than the last episode, Truth, and it does a good job of resolving everything from that episode, and also feeling surprisingly quick, but in a good way. Now, I have to admit, while watching the episode, the Flag Smasher's plan felt super similar to the Capitol Riots. And what I mean by that was the Flag Smashers had a similar goal to the rioters of the Capitol back in January. Because in both situations, the group of people were trying to stop another group of people from voting on a major decision. Now, of course, there are huge differences between the two of them. Where they differ is the resolution. The Flag Smashers managed to take some of the politicians hostage, but eventually they all failed to accomplish their goals in various ways. Moving on, I'm actually shocked at how Marvel decided to debut Sam's new Captain America outfit, since I honestly would have thought it would have been some giant action moment, but instead no, it's just in the middle of the night at a building with the lights barely on. Now for some that might be a bit disappointing, but at the same time, it's a bit of a refreshing move by Marvel, since not everything needs to have a big major reveal. The new Captain America costume is different, of course, from the older costume, since of course this one feels like an, an inverted version. Whereas the old costume more emphasized the blue, this one emphasizes the color white alongside the blue and red. So in a way, it's kind of an amalgamation of the old Falcon costume he wore and the Captain America costume. Now what surprised me the most was how John came into the story. Since I thought he would have gone ballistic and just tried to kill everyone, but surprisingly no. Instead, he just comes into the story out of nowhere and just decides to start beating people up. And his ultimate goal of taking down Carly gets sidetracked because he needs to save some politicians. Which is surprising since it shows that John Walker still has a little bit of good in him. Sure, he's mentally gone crazy, but he still knows when to do the right thing. Because of course, he could have let those politicians fall down to their deaths. But no, he actually did the right thing for once. After everything that happened the last few episodes. When it comes to Sharon's involvement, I'm actually surprised she went to New York. If anything, I thought she would have found a way to do everything from a distance and then the last minute show up. But no. She gets involved, works alongside everyone else, and in the end, gets what she wanted. And the post credit scene basically reveals that, yeah, she's glad she can be back in America, but now, as power broker, she can use her newfound access to the government to essentially get what she wants. Now, when it comes to the fight scenes, I actually really like the last one between Carly and Sam. One wants to resolve the problem by essentially punching in the face, whereas the other just wants to talk them down. They just... Stop fighting. Because by that point, Carly's mission is a failure. There's nothing else she can do. She can either just run away and try again, or just simply beat people up. And you can clearly see how Sam was heartbroken at the fact that he tried to talk her down, and she just refused to accept defeat. 
And I really did like that moment where Sam, as the new Captain America, essentially talks to the politicians and essentially gets them to change their mind, which was great. Some might say it was unrealistic, but it was a great moment. Now when it comes to Bucky, he admittedly still played a supporting role for this episode, not essentially getting the focus until the very end of the episode where he finally wraps up his storyline. Now some might be a bit disappointed that the scene where Bucky goes to apologize to the father of the son he killed was brief. Essentially, he just went in, told him he killed him, and the next scene he leaves the apartment. That was probably the only way to present that scene without having the character go into a breakdown or just having the two fight each other. Because honestly, I would have expected something like say, the father screaming at him to get out, get out, get out! But instead, no. He leaves quietly, and for what is implied in the last scene with him at the restaurant, he just leaves him alone. And then we find out that that was the last name on his book he had left to cross out. Some might be disappointed that that means no more adventures with Bucky, but he's still around, so who knows where he might show up next. Maybe he might show up in Black Panther 2. Maybe he might show up in Doctor Strange. Anything is possible with Bucky. Besides, it's not like Tony Stark who's dead and never coming back. As for John, I would have thought he'd just immediately become the US agent, as in, I'm not Captain America, I'm US agent. But it was probably for the best they didn't bring that up, since it would have sounded a bit corny, even for this show. But I really appreciated the effort he went through to actually make his own shield, as he's trying to be Captain America without the official branding. And he gives up very quickly since his trash can shield doesn't work. Now, from what was implied in the ending, since we don't get into much of what happened to John, it seems that they let him keep his suit. If anything, they just stripped the Captain America branding, changed the color of his suit, so now he's US Agent. And that was probably the best way they could have introduced the character. Now, as for Valentina, it is heavily implied that she was involved in killing the remaining flag bearers. Essentially, to get rid of any loose ends. Since, of course, by the time the fight ends, there were at least three of them left, but conveniently, they all get killed. And it kind of makes sense. You don't want any more problems from these guys, might as well move on. Now, there's not much else to say about Valentina, since, of course, the character was supposed to be set up in Black Widow, so hopefully in Black Widow, we'll find out a bit more about her. The episode ends with the show being renamed Captain America in the Winter Soldier. Now, I just know that people might be a little bit disappointed by that since, of course, in these episodes, Bucky was never exactly the Winter Soldier. And while I was tweeting about the show, I did see people were putting up the hashtag Captain America and the White Wolf, the nickname he acquired in Wakanda. Now, it probably makes sense why Bucky didn't use the White Wolf name, since by the last episode, he was barely on speaking terms with the Dora Miyake and probably wasn't best for him to get involved with Wakanda at the moment. And just seeing the artwork on Google, if you Google White Wolf Marvel, you'll see what I mean. Yeah, it was probably for the best he didn't go with the costume. Now something I will say that I really appreciated was the brief mention of Captain Falcon. Now of course it's a bit hilarious since we've seen earlier in the series how people were calling him Black Falcon and now he is one point called Captain Falcon and then finally in this episode he's called Captain America. Dad and people were joking about him using the same name as Captain Falcon, the main character of the F-Zero video games by Nintendo. 
And then as for my final thoughts on Captain America and the Winter Soldier, I have to admit the first two episodes are clunky. The show felt a bit lost in those two episodes, but eventually by the third episode, it found its footing and essentially just got better and better. And I understand why the first two episodes might have been a little clunky since we need to set up the situation for these characters. We need to say, here's what's happening to this person, here's what's happening to this person. And by the third episode, everything is starting to make sense. Some might see the show as being a bit too political, which is kind of hypocritical considering how Captain America the Winter Soldier was supposed to be political. And in a way, this series could best be seen as an epilogue for the Captain America film trilogy. Since of course, while Steve wasn't in this show, this still was about the world he left behind. Where we see what Sam and Bucky are doing, as well as Sharon. Where all of these people who are in some form or another impacted by Steve, do with the world he left behind. Avengers Endgame ended with everyone back in the world after 5 years of being gone, something that was barely brought up in Spider-Man Far From Home, and only briefly touched on in WandaVision. This show eventually revealed what actually happened, since of course, realistically, you do have a problem where everyone who came back is now stuck, where either what they were doing 5 years ago has changed, or the people they used to be with are gone. In WandaVision, we saw how it impacted Monica, since of course in those 5 years, her mother died. But in the Falcon and Winter Soldier, we see how all these people who were lost after being back from 5 years of non-existence just want things to be the way they were before. And in the end, their goals were utterly fruitless since they all wind up dying. So what else is there to say about Captain America and the Winter Soldier? It was a good miniseries. It may start off a bit rough, but in the end, culminate into something really great. Captain America and the Winter Soldier streams exclusively on Disney+. That is all the time we have for today's show. If you would like to know when the next episode comes out, remember to follow or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite stream provider. You can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter at MrJoelGarcia9. Until next time, thank you for listening.